Hey guys, it's Trying to Be Creative, and we're back with another segment on Kindred by Octavia E. Butler. Yes, this is a graphic novel um, that we are currently reading for our language arts class. So we're going to get right into it and just discuss the general nature of this graphic novel because now me and Rebecca have finished it, right? Yep. Judah, have you? Al- you're almost finished, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Skimming over. Okay. So. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to just tell us about the plot? Okay. We're really sorry about podcast one, how we didn't really go into the book. We just kind of assume that you read it, which is not good. So, this book is about a woman, a black woman, who lives with her white husband in the 1970s in America. So, this is like, it's not our present, but it's her present. Like, it's present life for her. And then... All of a sudden, she's transported back to the antebellum south. And because she lives in, like, Maryland. She lives in the north. But all of a sudden, she finds herself in, like, the antebellum south. And she's like, where am I? And she goes on these, like, crazy... I wouldn't say adventures because that sounds way too positive. (laughs) She goes on these crazy mishaps because there's this boy named Rufus that she is apparently, like... Connected to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so whenever he's almost about to die, she's transported to him. And then she stays until she feels like she's going to die, and then she's transported back. Yeah, so essentially it's some weird, like, sci-fi mm-hmm. link of time traveling mm-hmm. that exists for yeah. some reason. But I guess that's not, that's not the focus of the book, even though I kind of wish it was, because that's, like, my deal. I love that kind of thing but interesting and yeah. i want i want them to explain a little further how she goes back because it's just like oh you're back yeah. yeah 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 and like she later finds out how rufus is her like great 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 grandfather and um yeah how she needs to protect him until her grandmother is her great 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 grandmother is born stuff like that yeah so as far as characters, I think we can go ahead and list them. So we have Dana, who's the main character. Her, and then her husband, husband, Kevin. Kevin, her husband, who is sometimes transported back to the past with her. Because mm-hmm. I think it's like a thing. She's like touching him. When she gets like taken back to the past, then he like goes with her. Yeah, that's why like whatever she's holding and has on her goes, but then nothing else. Yeah. And then so we have Rufus, who is the white male in the antebellum south and so like she goes back in time in like different time points in his lifetime so at times he's like a child but then we later see him as like a white slave owner when he's older um what are some other significant characters alice alice yes who's her great um oh so she's rufus's not exactly wife but mistress miss non-consensually yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. they have two children together which end up one of them ends up being one of her like ancestors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then of course there's the other uh slaves that live on rufus's plantation which sometimes that creates like different parts of the plot you know when some of them either try to escape or issues arise between yeah they get sold away Mm -hmm. stuff like that and there's mars roof who is um uh 
Ke- or not Kevin's Rufus's, Rufus's, Rufus's dad, dad yeah. Yeah. who like treats her ru- treats her like less than an animal, which is terrible. Well, like yeah. he he treats her better than the other slaves, but still really poorly. Like I think he like like a little more. Yeah, he has his outbursts. Yeah. Well, it's because I think it's part of the reason is because he meets Kevin. So like when she comes back with Kevin, who is white, you know, he sees that Kevin has an approval for Dana, obviously because she's his wife. But yeah. um, and this is because um, Dana had to pretend that Kevin was her owner because whites weren't allowed to marry blacks back then. Yeah. Although, you know, one thing that I did notice is she got a lot of hate in the book for being able to read. Like, especially from yeah. the other slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, like, that's not out of the ordinary for her present time. But it obviously was for that time period. So I guess, it, whether it was, like, a jealousy thing or, like, people not wanting to make trouble, they just didn't like the fact that she was educated. Yeah, and then whenever she would try to teach other slaves how to read, they would beat her for it yeah some people responded positively and then some people were just not about it Mm-mm. um so can you just can you guys tell us about some of the central ideas that we see in this in this novel hmm. do you have one judah well, you know, there's obviously, yeah. if this was not already clear, racism, um, yeah. sexual assault. Oh, that yes. Was a part of it. That was a part of it. Uh-huh. Um, I think there was one, it was small, but like something, it was like honoring your parents, kind of, because there was this one scene where Rufus, since he's an only child, was being a spoiled brat and like yelled at his mom and made him cry or made her cry. Yeah. But then later she came back and was like, hey, I'm sorry, do you want some cake and stuff like that, so... You know, I found that, that was kind of... I Maybe we can do a read-aloud from that section to give yeah, the audience I'll, some perspective, because I, I do have it. some thoughts to share on that mm-hmm. part, and the continuities that I see from that specific scene, and things that happen today, and just the way that we think about children and respect for adults so are you ready rebecca yeah i got it okay so this is um dana thinking um let's just say i'll be dana and who's gonna be rufus i'll be rufus and who's gonna be the mother you can be the mother as well i can be the mother okay the frequent labors i underwent every day made in a few weeks a very considerable so she's like reading a book and so the mother says are you comfortable does your leg hurt i feel all right mama and dana keeps reading and the mother says baby you hot you want me to call a little n-word child up to fan you i'm all right mama why don't you go on you're here oh and she like yells at dana because dana stopped reading to let them talk but she's like go on you're here to read so read and then she goes, are you hungry, baby? Aunt Sarah just made a cake with fine white icing. Would you like a piece? Don't want no cake, Mama. I just want to hear Dana read. I don't know why you want to listen to her. Got a voice like a buzzing, like a fly buzzing. I can't hear you with you talking. Baby, all I said... Go away, Mama. Go and stop bothering me. 
No, no, I said that part already. Don't say nothing, <laughs> just get away. And so the mom runs out of the room and she's like crying. And then Rufus is just like, I get so tired of her. And like, Dan- Dana is like, oh my gosh, she was crying. And then he was like, I don't care. She's gonna come back with cake for me anyways. And she's like, he's like, just reading. I hate my mom, you know, what moody little preteens say. And then the mom actually does come back with a piece of cake and she's like knocking on the door. Anyway, I think what the gist of the situation we get is that this, just for accessibility, I'm gonna call this child a spoiled brat. So we have this child, this spoiled brat back in the uh, 1800s. And it's funny to me because I definitely would have expected like more respect from the child in this situation, especially at that point in time. But I think it's almost interesting to see how different relationships like this persist through time because we still see that issue today. Well, let's move on to um, some questions that we're just going to analyze for discussion. So I'm going to ask you guys, what inferences about your social issue or multicultural concern, which is moral decline, does the author want you to make based on the illustrations? Where does the author choose to use visual images more than words, and why is this choice effective? Mm. Um, can I answer? So. Yeah. Um, I think some is like when, so there's a couple scenes where she gets beat almost to death, like mm-hmm. she's tied up um, by her wrist to the roof of like a barn and then Rufus's father is just like going at her, like whipping her and she's like exposed, she's naked mm-hmm. and like you you hear her, you see her thoughts in that scene, like she's like, yeah, she's talking about the pain and stuff but just it just, yeah, you just see it. You just see the pain and, like... And, like, the facial expression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the shame. Because, like, you're completely naked. And, like, just everything. I think, like, the violent scenes are the ones where the least dialogue is used. Yeah. And the images yeah. are more used. So, in a way, I find that, like, really effective to the novel as a whole. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, um, like, very shocking. What does the text suggest about your social justice issue or multicultural concern? Try to go deeper than the surface level and let's provide some examples. So basically this is just asking what does the text suggest about moral decline? Um, well it suggests that back during Antebellum South it was definitely worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. But like it's obviously still present. Yeah. And I just think it's just showing how bad it was. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that uh, we brought up that we were talking about is the fact that their present time is the 70s, uh, I believe. Yeah. I'm yes. not sure on that. It's around, so it's 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 around that time. Yeah. So just following the civil rights movement. Um, so at this point, it's still not completely. Um, fair in the world, I would say. It never is, but, Mm -mm. you know, for lack of a better word, it's not uh, perfect. Perfect. It's not a perfect world yet, and so I think 
it's just interesting to see the levels of morality in different time periods relative to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, when she goes, when Dana goes back to the 70s, she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm free. Like, mm-hmm. I'm home. Like, it's great. But then when we hear 70s, we're like, oh, yeah, we no. It, it's still, like, not good. Mm-hmm. So. I just wonder if it was because she was up north it was different. Because, like, we learn about more south oh, because we are right. in the south. Well, that's part of the thing. It's like so, coming from where we live now in the South. I, you know, like I obviously, as if this even needed to be said, like it's still a problem throughout the world and in every single part of the world. But I wonder how much worse it is at different places in in the United yeah, States, like, particularly. I just wonder if it's different. Obviously, it's different. But like, is it better or worse up north? And mm-hmm. she makes it seem like. It's better. It was better at the than it was. She makes it look like it's a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's like that with a lot of issues. Like if you think about like sexuality and just mm-hmm. um, just just different people in general, I I tend to believe that the North is more accepting than the South. Yeah. Just yeah, and history. Slaves used to escape and they would go up to the North. They wouldn't mm-hmm. just like go further into the South. Yeah. It's just I wonder how that. Like, why does that occur? Yeah. It's interesting. That is very interesting. Dave? So, now we're going to bring in some outside research that we did. Um, Think about... Uh, what's in the news right now in different articles that we've found and how that relates to moral decline. So starting with my article, I found this from Eleven, which is a news source actually from Myanmar in Asia. So this article says impunity and moral decline to blame for surge in sexual violence. So this is a topic that I don't think we've reached as much um, because I think the top things that we covered were like racism and abortion abortion. but this is an interesting thing too that i'm seeing is um and this is the entire content of the article but it's that um incidences of rape and sexual violence are increasing whether that's because they're being reported more often or because morality is declining which i have some opinions on that which i'll get to in a moment (laughs) but this article specifically talks about in bangladesh um the different statistics of rape and other issues that are occurring and so essentially they're having in this part of the world an issue of um the reporting of such incidences, you know, because it's, it's hard to speak up sometimes. And so, yeah, so I think this is funny. Not funny. I'm interesting. I, I just say funny, like, colloquially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's interesting that they headlined this article about moral decline because, to me... This, this is a very personal opinion because I feel so strongly about this. But to me... Sexual violence is not an issue of morality. It's it's an issue of humanity. Like straight up. Like if you were to do something to that, do something like that to a person, it's just straight up and not even wrong. It's just inhuman. It's horrible to me. And so 
I almost don't even consider that an issue of moral decline because it's not a, an it's issue not a moral. of moral and whether you, you're going to violate somebody in that way. It's, you know, so I, I thought that was interesting to bring up. Okay. So my article is by the AJC, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the Elena Journal-Constitution, and it's titled, One of the Worst Cases I've Ever Seen Gwinnett Woman Sentenced to Death. And so basically the article is about this woman, Tiffany Moss, and she was convicted recently of starving her stepdaughter who ended up passing and she was sentenced to death penalty. And I agree with the ruling 100% and I just thought it was the moral decline of like the incident. Like, wow, people can do evil things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like crazy to me how someone could starve anyone let alone a child someone that's living in your house i just don't understand and i just the writer um wrote at the very end which i thought was interesting um actually it was someone else a chief assistant district attorney said this actually and it said they said, I would say we were a little bit surprised, she said, but if there was ever a cause for that being the appropriate sentence, this was the one in. Mm-hmm. Which, yes. Yes. It was. It was appropriate. I know that's a, a, another touchy subject in our pile of touchy subjects about, like, the death penalty, but gosh darn. When the I, situation's right. Yeah. You know what? That's. I think that's another issue with moral decline is we've, we've talked about, like, well, moral is relative to time periods but to me I can't even say that's moral or immoral it's just straight up inhuman like it's just so wrong it on on so many levels that I can't even put a word with it to define it you know mm-hmm. yeah and like going back to Alyssa's article that I understand why she agrees why she deserved the death penalty but other people this, um, they see people and they're like oh yeah they deserve the death penalty but they really don't because they don't understand the whole situation, like, um, my article, which was about these five boys, they were black and Latino, and they were in the park, and, you know, they, friends hang out, and they like to do stuff, and, um, this woman was raped in the park the same night that they were there, and so, yeah, and so, obviously, they were accused of raping her, and, um, the people, they thought, um, they should be accused, and my mom's always, like, telling my brothers, because, I have two younger brothers, and she's like, it's really hard for a black boys because you be treated differently because of the color of your skin, and so you'll be accused a lot more. And she's always like accusing my uh, brother of like getting bad grades and not caring. <laughs> she's like, you need to get good grades because people will look down at you and throw all these stereotypical things about you, saying you're dumb and you're only meant for like athletics because he plays soccer. And so she's like, they'll only look at you for playing soccer, but you're not able to do other things in life. And so um, these boys were accused, and they were actually... I have a quick question. How old were they? Um, they were about our age. They were like high school. High schoolers. Yeah. And so um, they were um, uh, well found not guilty later in life, but during the case, they were actually, they pleaded guilty, and... Um, even though they didn't do it, because... Oh, I think I've heard of this case before. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was, like, from a novel or something that I had heard mm-hmm. about it, but I think I have heard the 
Heroes. I know. There's a show coming up on Netflix, which I wanted to watch. It didn't come out yet, but it's, it's coming called American back. Boys or something? It's, I don't know what it's going to be called, but it's coming out soon. And yeah, I guess they were like four, or just, I don't know how to say it, but like they talked them into pleading guilty right. to... Right, that happens so often, yeah. it's scary. Just to get like a better mm-hmm. sentencing. Well, if I remember correctly about this case, this is one of those times where um, the criminal proceedings are an issue because from what I remember, this these boys were questioned for hours and hours yeah. interrogated for so long and you think about the effect that that has on your mental state and they're teenage boys yeah they're yeah. teenage boys so you after a while i mean yeah like wouldn't you just break down and just accept it you know thinking that there's no way that you're going to get out of this situation this horrible like thing that has happened even yeah. though you weren't related to it at all i can see how they yeah later there was like a serial rapist that confessed and they got DNA. Oh my gosh, like I know where I've heard this later. from. This was, I heard this case on My Favorite Murder. It's a, it's another mm-hmm. podcast done by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, and this is actually one of my top podcasts, but uh, I would highly recommend, I'm going to see if I can find out what episode that was yeah. and insert it into the podcast and let you guys know, because you should definitely check it out. Yeah, that would be great. Megan talks about my favorite murder like all the time. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and one major part of this was how Trump was trying to, he invested like $85,000 in ads saying that they deserve to die. Oh my God. And Are they you need serious? the death penalty. Yes. And even after they found out the real culprit, he was like, well, they still admitted that they were guilty. And so he tried to back up his own reasoning, oh even though God. he was wrong. Um, <laughs> I wonder how someone could do that. So that guy wow. almost got away with it. Yeah. Because prosecutors. And that's the horrible much. thing is false accusation like that more often mm-hmm. just leads to the issue of somebody getting away with it. Yeah. And that's why more than ever we need to eliminate prejudices at all costs because you never know what could be the real truth. Well, okay, I don't really have an article for this. I have a video that I saw on YouTube. It was on um, Crime Watch Daily. It's a YouTube channel. And I was like, usually they have really, really like deep and bad crimes, like abuse and that stuff. But then this time it was like pretty, not light per se, but I noticed it was just like, um, black man gets like called like someone called the police on this black man for taking care of two white kids and i watched the video and it was like this black man he was just i feel like he was babysitting two little white kids one boy one girl and he was like videotaping them and he was just like hey guys we're here and we got slushies and they were at a gas station getting gas and like just having like a fun time together and this white woman um at the same place she called the police and then the dispatcher was like, what's your emergency? And she said, there's a black man with two white kids at the gas station. And the dispatcher was like, yeah, so? And she was like, well, he's going to do something bad to them. He's going to hurt them. And so the disp- dispatcher was like, oh, do you see him trying to like hurt them or do something? She goes, no, but he's probably going to. So you should arrest him. Wow. And the dispatcher was like, what? No, we... we 
but it doesn't work like that, right? And she was like, no, no, no. But like he he is going to do something to them, so you better arrest him now. And she was like, ma'am, do you see him trying to hurt them? No, but you should still come anyways. The dispatcher was just like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to talk her out of it, like, no, no. And like, I got so mad that I like turned the video off because, oh, that gets me so mad. And even the guy who who was taking care of the kids in his interview, he was just like, why? (laughs) Like, is it just the color of my skin that makes you this suspicious of me? That is so, that was so not okay. And like, if you see the video, that he took, he was being so nice to them, and like, ah. <laughs> if there was a white woman with two black kids, no one would question. No that. one yeah. would say anything. My point. It's so, like, it should be the same for everyone. And like, or sorry, Rebecca. Yes. Judah, just as an interjection, could you give me uh, the name of the woman? Did they list it in that article? Um, I can check. I don't know if they do. Or here, do you want to just hand me the? Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> I see I see both racism and sexism in um in this case because I think because if it was a black woman that was taking care of two white kids, people would not be as suspicious again. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, cuz he was a man and he was black. So that kind of like adds on to the layers and just yeah. it just makes me so mad i feel that yeah um so i have just recovered this information if you want to check out the other podcast on the case that judah was talking about it's uh my favorite murder episode 76 called my own sinkhole and so this is the case of the central park five current events that are relating to moral decline in our present time and some new developments have happened since our last released episode so we're going to turn to Alyssa what do you have to say about current events okay so last podcast we talked about abortion and very recently in Georgia they outlawed abortion and the bill was just passed it's not in effect yet it goes into effect in 2020 but there's been a lot of stuff on the news about people liking it, people disliking it. I even heard something about last night. I think like gynecologists, like those um, that that medical field, saying how like their jobs are kind of on the line because now they can't even offer it because it's like illegal, right. yeah. and it's like um, they just feel. Some of them, not all of them, obviously. Some of them feel very um, attacked. Yes, mm-hmm. attacked. You know, yeah. like even today, just in our AP Bio class, like we have a a classmate, and she was like, she was like just going through her phone, and she literally just yells out, like, "Abortion is illegal now," and like I was like, "What?" And she, because I was just you know doing my project or whatever, and she was like, that, "Like that's so stupid. Why would they do that?" And so like yeah, that's. 
it shows how prominent this issue is right now. Like, she seemed very heated about it. She went on a whole rant for about 20 minutes just saying how that was wrong. But, I don't know. I feel like this shows how we all have personal opinions, too. Mm-hmm. Moral decline happens at different rates in different uh, societies with different types of people. You know, it's just, I think after this whole podcast, <laughs> all this time we've spent talking about moral decline... One thing we've come to know for certain is that it's not that simple. It's just not. It's really not because, like, like let's say me, I go pro-life. I'm not pro-abortion. So, like, I don't see um, outlawing abortion as moral decline, but, like, other people do. So that's like, oh, my gosh, there's such, like, a, there's a line, you know, between moral decline and, like, not. And it's just Well, I think it takes, hard. I think it takes a historical perspective to decide what whether morality was declining or increasing i you know at at least a good like 50 years time maybe 40 50 years time to really see you know the 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 change the change yes um one that i wanted to bring up which it kind of is not as similar to our other topics that we've talked about i feel like we focused a lot on human rights in uh, in context of moral decline, but what I wanted to talk about was the things that are going on in the world right now with climate change and specifically the uh, rollback of certain restrictions on industries that Trump is allowing and he's rolling back a lot of the protections that were made. You know, we drew out the Paris Agreement and so to me, I thought it was kind of cool to bring this up as an issue of moral decline because I see it as, um, as us favoring industry over the health and safety of our planet and our, our future generations and people. So I wanted to hear what you guys had to say about that. I never thought like moral decline could be like put in that kind of context. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was interesting that you thought about that, but... I agree with you, like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I saw, like, Twitter posts and stuff saying, like, in 135 months, we're going to be at the point of no return. And, like, yeah, like, you know, that whole song, Earth, came out. Do you, did you guys watch that video? It was, like, Earth by Lil Dicky. That's his name. He's a rapper. Oh, uh, well, he was, like, he made a whole song about how, how basically animals are dying and air is getting bad and all that stuff. And then... Um, he was explaining how, like, in 12 years, we're going to be at the point of no return. Like, people are, like, we're actually, our Earth is going to die. <laughs> so, yeah. well, is that, is he a popular rapper? I don't associate with rap music, so. Um, I don't either, but the video has, like, a lot of views. Like, it blew up on its first day. Well, then, I guess I really, really appreciate that, because I like, I always like when people can use their power to, um, for good. Yeah, he yeah. used, like, he definitely used his power because he got a bunch of people in it, like Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Cy, Leonardo DiCaprio, like, they were, like, yeah. literally, Charlie Puth, Shawn Mendes, endless people were in it, and they were just like, the earth is dying, yo, which is just not good. I have, like, an example. I was watching um, Superstore yesterday, and that's one of my favorite shows because it's hilarious, but they, um... They were, there was an ambassador, environmental ambassador, and he was supposed to, um, you know, make everybody aware, make the 
customers and the employees there aware what's going on in the world. And so he tried to change things and a lot of people were like hating on him for it. So he was like, you know what, fine, I don't have to do this and help the environment. And so he let this girl take over and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna tweet like, stay green and stuff. And he's like, all they're doing is tweeting stuff and applauding themselves for it. They're not really trying to change things. And so they think yeah. that's okay, but it's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, great discussion, moral decline, guys. Yeah, that was our second podcast on moral decline, um, as seen in the book Kindred by Octavia Butler. Um, I don't think we made this very clear before, but we read the graphic novel version, which is phenomenal. You should totally go check that out. Or if you're not into graphic novels, you should read like just the book of it because it's such a good book. Um, please follow us on Twitter at trying to be creative, no caps, no spaces. And yeah, we'll see you next time.